Hello, welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the social interaction rules. Before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast? Uh, it's pretty simple. On this podcast, we like to talk about games. So social interactions are something that we had a, a, a kind of brainstorming session, I guess, yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks back, but you have taken one of the ideas that we talked about there and finalized it into an explicit rule set. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't finalize a little strong. Um, it's, it's, it's not meant to be like, like the end all be all on it, but I, I, it, I have hardened it into a set of actionable rules, um, that maybe need to go through some iteration. But I'm, I'm pretty happy with kind of the, the, the basics that I've built around. We, I started with kind of that tax concept and thought a lot for a while about the math um took some inspiration from stuff like starfinder um and and went with it um i'm gonna have a link to the document in the description uh if any of you have any comments feel free to comment on it um at some point i will try and harden it into a uh, a full rule set maybe based on this conversation based on your feedback at, at home and whatnot and uh I'll see if I can get this into, like, a, a, a real kind of looking thing. I'll format it, too. That way it looks... It, right now, it's just a Google Doc. Um, I'll put some nice formatting on it. Maybe throw, like, a background thing on it. Okay. And then, so, uh, just, like, a top-down introduction to what the tag system is. Um, it seems as though you just get, you know, like a, like a word or a phrase, um, to describe, but like an aspect of yourself or your character, right? For instance, you might get a tag like, uh, you know, thief or soldier or priest or something along those kinds of lines. Um, and then in any kind of social situation where that would activate you, the, the player gets two mechanical bonuses. Those bonuses are a plus five, uh, on a roll to influence the other party, uh, and that bonus can be used even with untrained rolls. And then the option to use an appropriate alternate skill to influence the other party rather than one of the three social skills. Bluff, Diplomacy, um, and Intimidate. Yeah. So uh, the first question I wanted to ask really quickly is you get both benefits. It's not an either-or thing. Uh, yeah. The, the, the reason I went with, with that is because if it's either-or then it's really easy for the face to still be better at diplomacy than you are at your other skill. Right. Um, and so I wanted that plus five to kind of be there. Uh, and also um, and uh, also having the plus five kind of, like, floating also lets you at very low levels let somebody who's untrained with diplomacy or buff use it on those checks um, and still be competitive with the face. So it doesn't feel like, like, you'll still be worse, but you won't be so worse that you feel like you're throwing away an opportunity by going for it. Okay. Um, and then, uh, from, like, a character creation standpoint, uh, at character creation, you get three st three tags uh, related to the backstory, like, related to your character's backstory sort of thing. Um, and then those tags uh, uh, are not set in stone. They can be uh, added to over yeah, the course um, of the game. Something I need to add into here that I forgot um, is my intention was, uh, I, I mentioned racial tags. I mean, for, um, I intend for the racial tags to only be be able to be taken at character creation. Okay. Um, really? That's actually kind of interesting. I feel like you could take it outside of character creation. Um, 
Like so, a character who connect, you know, like let's say I'm a half elf and I grew up with my human mother or whatever, but part of the adventure is me reconnecting with my my elf father. You don't think that I would deserve an elf tag after that? Oh, so okay, so so this this is a thing that that um, like I'd be okay with that as a reward for story play, but I feel like like I also kind of wanted the option to have like take a feat, get a tag. Right, and I don't think it's appropriate in that situation. Like, I don't think you should be able to, like, to out of kind of nowhere take a feat, get a racial tag, um, but having it be appropriate for for a story or what I think is is appropriate um, in that case. Um, it, it's obviously kind of skirting the line of of uh, simulation versus uh, versus abstraction. Yeah, because um, even that, I. I... I don't know that I quite follow the logic in the same way. Like you can't, you can't learn about you. You can't learn about a, like your race. Yeah. No. I, I guess. Okay. So let me just kind of give you my, my thought process because you're seeing okay. kind of like the culmination. I started with you start with two, and races get their racial tag for free, and uh, and humans get a third tag for free to represent human diversity, kind of standard thing. But I thought, well, what if you were like an outcast? Um, I'd be like, okay, so you can take your racial tag or the outcast tag. I was like, well, what if you just aren't that connected with your thing? And it's like, well, at that point, why not just let everybody have three and give racial ones the option? Um, um, I guess you're right. I guess you, you could kind of like, I, so I, I feel like, like, like reading up on your race is not, it should not be enough to kind of like give you that tag thing. Oh, I, I'm, I'm kind of back and forth on this one. Um. If that's the case, I feel like I should move this section on racial tags up into the, uh, into a different section, but that's not, or like maybe into like the what a tag, what is a tag section, but that, that's formatting, that's not super important. But that's how I got there, that's kind of why I'm having these thoughts, I felt like, like your race, like your, your cultural identity is something that's, that's like kind of baked into your character, rather than a thing that you can acquire easily, unlike say like, you know, like give an example like dragon slayer is is an easily acquire acquirable tag um if uh if, if that makes sense okay um yeah i'm actually i don't know i don't quite know where i fall on this uh i'm just trying to kind of like think through the possibility space more than anything else yeah like for instance i i also think that there's a pretty strong argument that maybe you just do get your tag because i almost feel like even if i am an outcast Right. But if I walk up to somebody who, you know what I mean? Like if I'm a dwarf and I walk up to another dwarf, like just because I haven't been like, you know, uh, just because, just because you haven't been a, a dwarfy dwarf doesn't mean you can't leverage that. Right. And it does. And it also doesn't mean that they don't like respond, you know, like they don't really kind of respond to you in kind or whatever. Right. Like, I, I, at what point does a tag also represent like, the kind of average, you know, reciprocation you get from another person rather than kind of what only what you bring to the table. Yeah, no, um, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, 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 think you, I think you're right. I think I might have overthought it. Um, and then, and then humans. I agree with you that humans probably should be uh, unique. Yeah. Um. I mean, the, the other alternative I offered is 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 uh, like you know, like if your world has kind of. Like distinct human ethnicities, like uh, like like Galarian does, for instance, you could pick an ethnicity. Um, although this brings me to a to a thing I want to highlight, which is that um, applying your tag, 
I have this, uh, this, this concept that in my mind I'm calling, and I wrote it down too, is, is exceptional commonality, which is basically I want to get around the problem of like, if you are in, say, uh, to use a fantasy town, right? Ravinica from like Magic, right? If you're a Ravinican the Ravini and you're in Ravinica, the Ravinica tag shouldn't let you get a plus five on every social role, right? Like you're just kind of a normal dude. And so that's not like something exceptional that you and the other person have in common. Um, it's just kind of like a thing that's generally true about the area. The other example I use is like um, being a sailor in like a pirate port town. Everyone's a sailor. So that doesn't give you any particular advantage. But if you were a sailor in like, uh, you know, a large landlocked city and you run into another seaman, you could probably, like, that is an exceptional commonality. Uh, does that make sense? Okay, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm on board with you. I, I, was, I was actually wondering about that because I wasn't sure where that came from. Um, but now I kind of understand. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a little bit harder to describe a situation for, like, an occupation thing because a lot of those things I think get around the problem by itself it's just kind of like these these like national and ethnic tags and cultural yeah. tags that are the ones that i'm kind of that that like are are ripe for abuse basically um and in fact this whole concept rests on the idea that it's a human-centric world given that most the fantasy worlds that are published are i don't think that's a bad assumption but right if for whatever reason you were playing in like a dwarf-centric world where humans were rare like Dwarves should instead get the, you know, not get the uh, the tag. But uh, what about classes? As like a, like a, like to what extent do you would you consider class identity uh, its own tag? Um, I feel like, uh, so I, I feel like class to class varies how much like your theme is tied to your your class in Pathfinder. Um, so like I think. I don't think fighter gets a tag. I think paladin you could make a tag for, but I think that that's more capturable by having your having the player pick crusader as a tag, or you know, even I think even paladin as a tag works, um, than having it be something inherent to the class, right? Like if you want to play kind of off uh, off class stereotype or you know maybe you're a paladin but you're not like particularly married to that as an identity um and, and paladin's weird because it feels like it it, it it should but i also feel like it, it's it's awkward to write in a role it's basically like if you are this class then you must take paladin as a tag um i think those kind of things will flow naturally out of it and i'd rather just kind of leave it open Okay, yeah, because part of me, well, part of me actually kind of wants to say that you know you get three tags, right? But one of them is your race, one of them is your class. You know what I mean? And just uh, and just kind of call it call it there a little bit. Yeah, I, I just don't think that works for like the fighter, right? Like I think the fighter wants to not have a fighter tag. He wants to have like a mercenary or a soldier or like you know a barroom brawler tag, right? Like depending on what that fighter's backstory is. Uh, uh, I, I would agree with you to some extent that, like, Paladin is kind of, like, like Paladin and some other classes have much tighter stories tied to them. Um, but then you also have aspects that, like, you know, like, a sorcerer who is hiding the fact that they are a sorcerer because superstition, you know, because for whatever reason, right? Like, um, 
it feels like if, if the core part of that character's identity is kind of downplaying their sorceriness, that forcing them to take sorcerer as a tag is counterproductive, right? Like they they want they, that character would want to emphasize other things about their characters, uh, what makes their character kind of unique. Yeah, well, I mean, so I, I don't think that there's no downside to having a tag, right? It's not like that a sorcerer can be punished for taking the sorcerer uh, tag. Uh, I, the the, the, the quote-unquote punishment is that takes up a slot that won't be used, right? Like, on, on balance, right? If everybody has two tags and you have one, you're, you're not at, as powerful, basically. So, so, but the sorcerer gets to choose when and where, you know what I mean? Like, he invokes his own tag. So, my point is, is that if, if we put the tags in the control of the player, right, like, the, and make them kind of freeform, they're the things that the character, that the player wants to emphasize about their character. And if they don't want to emphasize their class, um, and they don't play, like, you know, they don't play to that, right? Like, then you're, you're, you're hampering that player's, um, that, that player's, kind of freedom to to play it the way they, they they want if that makes sense right like i can imagine a uh like you uh like uh, a sorcerer who you know is very low-key about a sorcerer but really wants to emphasize the fact that like maybe he was uh an orphan and he's a sailor maybe he's like like a, a water element sorcerer or whatever um and so like uh you know, he wants to really play into those things and so wants the opportunity to use those tags and doesn't really care about the opportunity to use his arcane knowledge as a tag and he'd prefer to do it that way. I think it's better for what you want, the, like better for the player to be able to play to what the character wants to be than having to force them into using their, their class tag. I think this is one of those things where like if you force it, you kind of force the player to role play as a, a kind of core identity of their class which again works for things like the paladin but doesn't as much work for other classes or if you wanted to subvert a, a, a trope or something i don't know how much i mean I, I don't know how much you're forcing uh someone to like i think i think it's a perfectly valid decision for a sorcerer to walk into uh to walk into a game and then pick up you know like have the sorcerer tag but then like choose not to use it and that's a different you know like it's it's still an opportunity cost but i think it's different than uh, that i don't see i kind of want like maybe maybe it's a numbers thing like i i, I feel like i want a a player to be able to, to find themselves in at least two different ways which is kind of what the, you know these tags are kind of like your character in a word um and if you make two of the three set in stone, you get less of that. Um, uh, and so, like, if we if you wanted to do a class tag, I'd almost want that to be a fourth one, rather than being, uh, rather than taking up one of the the, the three slots. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely does kind of beg the question a little bit of like how essential is that. Uh, when compared to uh, the race tag, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I just walk up to anyone, because I, because it makes a lot of sense to me, like that a wizard would be able, you know, like a wizard with a wizard tag would be able to, you know, go crazy or whatever with somebody, or like a paladin or something like that, and even to a certain extent, like a fighter or a sorcerer, right? Like, you know, um, I, I, I feel pretty good about the, the, the idea that. 
anybody of any class could take their class as a tag um, in order to, you know, in order to get some shit done. Um, but it's also a little bit of like... Um, That's the other thing. I think fighter's a little bit too broad of a tag. Like, uh, I, I feel like that wants to be, like, the specific, like, either, like, soldier, mercenary, uh, brawler. Like, like whatever kind of form that 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 is in rather than guy who fights. Because um, that's, that's that's a little overly broad. See, I, well, so, I, so, uh... I think that the I, I so the other half of this I guess is that I feel like the class tags can only be used with someone who shares the class with you. You know what I mean? Uh, see, I, I, that 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 pulls a little too close to like that. Huh? I don't, I don't know if I, like I I feel like I feel like that that feels wrong because I I feel like I mean I guess if you give it as a bonus, it's not too harmful. Um, but like, if if you want, uh, if you say have like a, a field marshal and he's a cavalier, the fighter soldier should be able to interact with him on that professional soldier basis. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like, I feel like by making the class tag like the tag, you kind of implicitly say that like that kind of aspect is covered by your class tag. But if that only works with, um, with your own class, that's that that overlaps although I'm, I'm i'm thinking about it and, and maybe the answer is your third tag is a choice of either a racial tag or a class tag i think that might oh that that actually that, ooh, that that's might work good. i like yeah. that a lot to be honest with you um because essentially like because i think the 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 positive use case is really positive mm. between a wizard or an arcanist or a druid or a paladin, you know what I mean? Like, I think like for these for these classes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, for for people to get for people to get a, an appropriate tag of that of that class. Um, but uh, but then when it gets to kind of rogue and fighter, you know what I mean? Or even like cleric. Like I like to a certain extent, cleric is a little tough because it's kind of like, well, how much in common does a cleric of Abadar have with a cleric of? Rovagug, right? A lawful yeah. neutral and a, and a chaotic evil, you know, respectively. Um, yeah, I, I should, know. Yeah, no, I should. Um, I should. Uh, like, uh, I, I gave some examples in the beginning of what is the tag, and I should change priest to like goodly priest because I think you, I think you've got a point. Like, I think that like Iomade and Desna, you could probably pull the tag there, but you're right, like Rovagug. Uh, Rovagug, uh, what's it called? Uh, I am day probably not so much. I, you know, now that I think about it, to be honest with you, there's a certain part of me that just wants to kind of say, like, you know, how much in common does a rabbi and a priest have? Well, actually, a lot, a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they're still, you know, they they still lead a congregation or anything um, like that. So, like, I don't know. Maybe there is something to be said for it. Um, yeah, but the, the, the difference there is that, like. How much like, like the the best example is like a priest or like a clergyman of the Church of Satan, right? Like, um, is, yeah, is, yeah, is, and you know, that's kind of like that's a thing where like I don't think a tag would work there, right? Like from what I'm envisioning tags to be, um, you know, I also think that part of like part of this is that like this 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 the system it relies heavily on kind of GM fiat. Um, which I'm not super happy about, but like I don't think I don't see any other way um, to do it. 
Um, like, uh, yeah. Um, the other thing that I, I was, I, 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 something I didn't write down, but I was thinking about is that like, you can adjust the power of the system by adjusting how broad you let the tags be. Really, like if, if you want this system to be a little bit less kind of like all encompassing, you could say that like you can't say soldier, you have to say like town watchman or something, or, or you know, like priest of Abadar, um, in order to kind of in order to kind of like rein that power in. Um, although I am kind of comfortable with, with the level that I have it in as like a general use case, because uh, I, 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 I my, my real goal here was that. Um, any player can kind of, uh, or every player has a good opportunity to interact socially, but you still reward the face for being the face in a number of situations. To to what extent do you think that uh, alignment would be an appropriate tag, like lawful, neutral, chaotic, evil, or whatever? I think that's I think that's way too broad. Like, yeah, uh, in like, I can't think of a case where like like. I could see where like those types of things play into it, but I think they're more well handled by like a more specific tag. Um, just because like like uh, we we I don't think know if we ever did an alignment episode, but like insofar as like the different alignments represent different things within within themselves, right? Like I think that like chaotic neutral, for instance, could either be kind of like a a, a standard thief in a lot of ways or like an insane person right like i, I don't think that, that 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 holds across alignment lines i think alignment's a little bit too broad although if you wanted the system to be really powerful you could do that um but i i would, I would say that, that, that i also i also wonder at what point um you could kind of uh pair it back is kind of the wrong word but it's like um Like maybe you say something along the line. It's not. It's not as though lawful neutral gets you a tag usage with everyone who's lawful neutral, obviously, but only with someone who is like to borrow the phrase exceptionally lawful neutral. Yeah, um, I I could see that. Um, I I like someone who really gets defined by their because I think you know like I think that there are there are characters who are uh, very very defined by their alignment and then characters who are not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I would prefer, instead of using the the uh, alignment words, to figure out, like, um, uh, like, a, 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 like a, a more descriptive word that kind of encompasses the same kind of thought, like, um, uh, like, uh, what, what's, what's, like, a word for someone who's, like, su super by the book? Um, mm -hmm. uh, like, um, uh... Uh, you, you you know what I mean though like yeah uh, yeah yeah like use some like use a word like 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 or like you know lawful good like maybe like paragon right like use something like that um although paragon paragon could work for any of them but regardless um use something like that to kind of like because I want it to be more theme and less kind of like existent like I, I feel like that tight like using the word lawful neutral ties it too tightly to the game concept. Um, and I also do want to say that, like, I think that being creative with your tag application should kind of be encouraged, obviously, to however much the DM thinks is appropriate. But something like 
a monk who's like you know like uses like a you know like a monastic background um and like uses that kind of like lawful like you know like lawful uh uh discipline like disciplinarian right like um uses that to relate to a paladin on those grounds i think that that's the kind of thing that that's like creative and should be encouraged um obviously you know there, there there's stuff there's there's exceptions everywhere but um i i think kind of focusing on what that tag means to your character and keeping that kind of consistent and and using that to pitch ideas to the gm i think is a is the ideal use of the system um rather than kind of trying to make it match one-to-one you know in a lot of ways okay uh to what extent do you think religion is a is an appropriate tag just blanket or like like the tag like for if i tag do i tag myself you know as a follower of abadar and that just uh yeah i think that that's i think that 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 should be uh appropriate yeah i I feel like that that's pretty good um because i also think that that allows you to do something like tag in lore abadar as a uh as as a substitute skill i think i think that that's good okay um um, huh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, what are what are other things that are common tabs? Like, to, okay, so here's so here's another question. To what extent should a tag be localized from a geographic standpoint? For instance, is it more appropriate for me to take a tag Kintargo or a tag Chalayax, or if that's a bad example, a tag Varicia or a tag Magnamar? You know what I mean? So I think that that like, if you're in Kintargo. You take the cat tag Kintargo or um, uh, what, what's the capital of of Chilliax? Uh, uh, the oh fuck, uh, I remember. Um, Is but, it West know, Crown? West no, Crown. Like you, you, like Boy, I think if you're yeah. in Chilliax, you take the tag. You, you'd want to take the tag of like the city. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but if like if I'm in Chilliax, I take the tag Varicia. Um, but if I'm in Varicia, I'm taking the tag Magnamar or Sandpoint. Igorian, that's the that's the fucking capital. Versus uh, the tag Chilliax if I'm playing in Varicia. Okay. Um, Is that just from a mechanical perspective? Because it's never exceptional to take a Chilliax tab when the whole thing... You know, the most of Hell's Rebels takes place inside of Chilliax, right? Yeah. Um, so it just... It would never activate. Yeah. Um, but yeah. whereas the Kionin tag for someone like Alaric that activates because it is it is legitimately exceptional yeah and, and it's a deep part of that character right like like if being a kintargan like you know like uh is 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 part like i think kintargo would maybe be like a bad tag for hell's rebels um because everybody kind of is again um i mean i guess you could take it if you really wanted that to be part of your identity you just would expect it only to work in like the chapter we're currently in where we're walking around the rest of Ravenel. Um, at which point I'd even say that probably the better tag is something like city slicker um, or uh, you know, like nobility or something like that. Um, but I think that uh, those, those things like, and also I, if you really want it to be like Kintargo is a special case. Cause like, Kintargo isn't Chalaxia. That's kind of like the point of the campaign. Um, and so like, if you wanted to do that, I don't think I'd tell a player, no, I might warn them that like the chance of running into a Kintargan or somebody who cares enough about Kintargo for that to be like an applicable thing. 
might not be super high. Um, but at the same time, I kind of like if, if you know, your character wrote a backstory about it, I don't want to stop them from, from doing it. Um, yeah. 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 Okay, so um, to shift gears a little bit, um, where did the specific plus five bonus and alternate ability, like alternate skill or whatever, kind of like what's the genesis of that? Would okay, you say? so the plus five was is specifically um, a Starfinder has backgrounds, and uh, the backgrounds each give you a minus five on the DC for a specific skill check which I always thought was a really weird way to express what is essentially a plus five bonus on a specific skill check. Um, but uh, that's where I got kind of the number from, because I was looking for something that would be big enough to, say, overtake a class skill bonus if you were rolling it on a skill that wasn't a class skill, uh-huh. um, but not so big that it would, like, over override, like, uh, a particularly... like. I want a face who, like, invests a lot of feats in being a face to be better than somebody who just has base tags because that person's spending the effort. Um, uh, and so I didn't want the number to be too high, and five just felt like it fit right. Um, and, like, doing the math, right? Like, uh, plus five on, like, a... Uh, like, at level one, a face who has put just a skill point in... Um, and has a plus four in charisma, gets a plus eight on a social skill. Um, and plus five is enough there to be competitive, but not override. And then if the person has a skill and say like a, a profession, um, uh, like let's say it's a fighter with profession soldier, um, they will probably have like a four. One uh, for the ranks, three for the class skill, and zero f- because the fighter didn't take any wisdom because he's a fighter. Um, okay. And so that'll turn it into a plus nine, which lets him beat the face. Um but also not to the point where, like, you know, you have to, like, you're encouraging. I also, like, part of this is I don't want to encourage the players to, like, to, at every opportunity, try and force their tags, right? Like, that's not what I'm going for. Um, just, like, like I think the, the face should be doing somewhere between, like, I want to say, like, 20 to 30% of the conversations, maybe even a little bit more. Um, and allow the rest of the party to kind of split up the rest of those conversations, uh as they as as they will uh, when the opportunity arises, rather than trying to like force their way in. Okay, yeah, I I, I guess I, I guess I see that. Um, you know, to be honest, I really don't know why it's reducing the DC. I was trying to think. Yeah, what possible reason is it is it to reduce the DC better than the plus five? Is it just because the plus five is a is like a bonus that. You know what I mean? Could, like, overlap with other bonuses, but even then you kind of have, like, untyped bonuses stack. Ah, it's so weird. I, I get... Yeah, that's... I, I have... I have I have no idea. There's, there might be some some nuance there that I'm missing. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it. Um... Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really have no idea. I'm just, I've, I'm just trying to think, but, uh, yeah. I haven't been able to come up with just anything at all, to be honest. <laughs> um, in terms of the alternate skill, this was another thing where like, I didn't want to just give it a flat, 
like I liked the skill. Like so, sorry, start again. Um, I wanted to integrate the existing social skills into this system, um, uh, because I didn't. I, I wanted, like I said, to reward players who invested in the face skills, um, in for doing that, um, and so. I, the, the way I, the, the two ways to do it were either um, move backwards from uh, uh, like the either like like make a separate system and kind of try and work in the social skills sideways into that by like having synergy bonuses or whatever um, mm -hmm. or try and piggyback it off the skill system which I liked um, um, and and honestly it's it's a thing that I'm not super set in stone on if you've got a better idea but this just appeared to be the best way to kind of integrate it with the existing skills kind of encourage it like um like uh mark listened to, to our, our previous episode and and said like oh why don't you just like make it rest on background skills um and i thought that that was close um but i didn't like background skills are supposed to be like are supposed to like give some players something for free because they're not very powerful um, I didn't want that to be a hard dependency. Yeah. Um, but I think kind of like working it in sideways like this is kind of the right way to do it. And also give the player an opportunity to do something that doesn't fall into like one of the craft profession perform skills, right? Like like tag orphan. Um, like you could either make that part of a base diplomacy check or like try and like roll that into a... Uh, uh, like like a, a any a various skill check that like is appropriate in the moment like 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 maybe like a what like a craft like clothes right like you, you use that to like give an orphan like a new a new shirt um, and you get or, or something like that you know that's that's maybe not the best example but um, by by letting by kind of like giving putting that in the hands of the players to pitch the GM what skill it is. I felt like I opened that up a little bit more, um, right? Like I don't envision climb being used very often for it, but I could think of a couple situations and leaving the, letting the player be like, Oh, you know, it's the, it's the, the circus master, right? I'm going to show him I could be the best, best strong man or something. Right. And like letting them, letting them tag like athletics like that, I think is, um, is good. Okay, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I'm on board with that. I actually, I, I, for me, it mostly kicks in because of knowledge skills being split between background and adventuring, yeah. and you know, like the the easy one for me is like a knowledge arcana, right? It should be so easy to use that um, if I'm employing my tag wizard or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Do you, you think you think it should be that, or or that that's a bad thing that it allows it? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying that that's the positive. That's like the okay. best best example of a use case okay. where you know somebody is using. Yeah, and so you can't restrict it to background skills because that loses this. Yeah, this yeah. really good case. I feel like. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I think I, I agree. That's a positive example. Um, um, although I could see the case that that's like maybe a little bit too too wide. But like again, I I I, I want to emphasize that the GM should. Be permissive, but not overly permissive, um, with 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 how they they uh, let let this happen, um, um, and really this is this is you know, the 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 kind of secret sauce behind this is that 
what I'm trying to empower is characters that aren't in the face having conversations and maybe never even having to roll anything because it's not appropriate, but them not feeling afraid to go and engage with the character because in case a role does come up, they, they feel like they've screwed the party by talking to the person instead of having the face do it. Um, and that, that's kind of the, 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 the secret sauce here. Is, is this, this should really empower your players to interact freely socially, um, regardless of whether or not they're making the role or not. Um, and so I think sweating the details isn't uh, for your particular implementation isn't as important. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I think I, I think I'm on board with that. Um, yeah. I actually feel like I am. Uh, uh, I one of the things that I like most about the tag system is that it really kind of brightlines um, a lot of this stuff for people. Uh, so, for instance, a problem that you and I have talked about a little bit when it comes to Hell's Rebels or whatever is that like there are some aspects of Hell's Rebels that were clearly pitched for. Um, certain characters, right? You know, like there's this kind of Leonin arc for Rakax. Uh, there's this kind of, you know, Waywatcher arc and the Kokari arc or whatever. Um, but like, <clears throat> it's always a little bit murky how the party is expected to interact with those groups. Because like, even though, you know, Weirin is a former Waywatcher and really has, like, their, you know what I mean, and, like, defines his worldview by their worldview in a lot of cases. Um, uh, it's kind of like, there, there wasn't, without without a system to make that distinction uh, very bright, it becomes a little bit like, at what point does Weirin step in and take over for, uh, you know, like, for interactions with the Waywatchers right. or, 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 or whatever. But, like, with a, with a system like this, you could give Weirin a Waywatcher tag and say, you know what I mean, your tag is activated or something along those lines here. Right. Um, yeah. No, that, that, that is exactly it. There was... Uh, we, we've gotten around a little bit because of Beauregard's uh, quiet word power, but this, this, these are the kinds of things that, like, I, the kind of problems I wanted to solve, right? Like, let Rakax... Rakax the 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 uncouth go talk to his land and brothers without having uh without having to have Beauregard walk in and be like I can talk real good um and I think that that's I I I'm 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 I, I think that this system does that I'm 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 happy with it for it yeah um uh, do. Yeah, so to what extent do you think that uh, uh, the tags should be fundamentally, I guess, um, uh, activated by the player, and to what extent do you think it should be activated by the GM? Is it both? Is it one or the other? You know what I mean? Like, like does a GM build a thing with the expectation that a player is going to use one of their tags, but if they don't use one of their tags, the GM just kind of goes, nope, you didn't activate it, you know, like, that's not my problem kind of thing. Um, or is it something that is encouraged to be kind of like, uh, from both sides where like sometimes the GM says, by the way, your X tag is activated here. Uh, um, so I, I think ideally you have the players, you have the players in such a state where they're looking for these opportunities. Um, and so like, you kind of like, you know, you know, all you need to do is drop a hint and be like, you know, like, and he's uh, got the cross of the way watcher of them. And then, you know. Uh, where he perks his ears up and is like a way watcher, I got this right. Um, but if I, I feel like 
if your players are maybe not playing into it too much, the um the, the GM can drop hints or like you can even drop hints in a way that isn't like you know like your tag is activated right like the captain of the guard like kind of like sneers at the bard and like look he's like you look like a real man and like talks to the uh, talks to the fighter or whatever, mm. um, uh, or like you know if you need to hint be like hey you know. You know, just so you know, this would be a great time to use your tag. But I think ideally, you want most of it coming from the players, especially in ways that like maybe you don't anti- like. I, I think part of the 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 cool thing about the system is you could have the players jumping in and being like, "Oh, you know, well, I've got the tag." Uh, like, like let's say let's uh, like let's say let's say in Hell's Rebels we we encountered like some some woodsman, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. Um, like weird says, I'm I'm a waywatcher and I've got the waywatcher tag, and that's kind of woodsman e. Could I activate it here, right? Um, may, like that feels like a good like a, a good creative use from the, uh, uh, from the player. Um, and you know maybe you don't let him use lore waywatchers there because the, the 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 hunters don't give a shit, or the woodsmen don't give a shit about like the waywatchers in general. But you let him use that tag for say a diplomacy check, or uh. Uh, or like you know, if you've got you know like knowledge, nature, maybe so you know some something like that. Um, and so I, I think having the players drive it is, is the ideal state. Okay, I get that. Yeah, so kind of like leaning, like le- like leaning player side, but with no restrictions either way. Yeah. Um. So uh, something I threw in here is that um, in. Like in general, that with the system in place, you should the DCs for making the check should be five higher, um, and th- this is me kind of assuming that like most of the time it's going to happen. Do you think that's wise? Do you think that that's too punishing for situations where a tag just isn't isn't relevant? I almost kind of wonder if if it's a little bit more well. So it also kind of depends on what you think an uptime on on tags would be. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I went through, um, well, Hell's Rebels, I mean, it, like, let's say I'm a GM and, I, and I'm building a, a campaign from scratch, right? To what extent do you think I incorporate tags into any of the kind of social situations um, that I expect the players to run in? What percentage of times should someone be activating a tag versus the face doing face stuff? You know what I mean? Right. Um, and really, the answer depends on that. The answer to that question. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that's fair. If let's say you were running like a, uh, like something like straight out of a book, where like maybe you because you're running it straight out of the book, you're not thinking too much about, like you're not trying to match tags to, to your players for whatever reason. Um, do you think like given given the breadth that I've set out, do you think that they will hit enough that it warrants raising the DC? Like you, 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 like let's let's say we ran Hell's Rebels as written, and we kind of like we have the same characters. We pick some appropriate tags. Uh, what percentage of of encounters do you think would 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 be appropriate to to tags? See, I feel like it should be high. I feel like it should be like seventy five or higher. Okay, you know what I mean. Like it really should be something where, um, in most situations, not all right, but in most situations. There's a good opportunity for somebody to use a tag. Yeah, and, that, that, um, and, and I, I feel like in Hell's Rebels, that's just been the case. Right? Yeah, um, um, 
that that includes tags for the face too, right? Like that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for instance, I think Beauregard would have you know, like Beauregard's tags might be something like you know House Jaltero, you know what I mean, House Shadowvale, and something else or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But like there have been plenty of opportunities for those two tags to be to be used in the game. Um, and so in a way, it's kind of saying that essentially the face is kind of like the safety. Um, of the team at that point, because if anything doesn't fall under a tag, the face then gets to take it, take it. But otherwise, the whole team is kind of looking to find, yeah. um, like the appropriate tag. Here's what I think actually should happen: is that um, I, I I introduced this kind of tiered system uh, to to the diplomacy challenges, and I think maybe it's appropriate here. Is you kind of lay out that like um, using a tag gets a special, not like, uh, uh, kind of like, it's, it's instead of raising, raising the check by, by lot for everybody, it's like that there's kind of like a, a barely success and a better success. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, okay, I mean, you know, I used to be a, a town guard, and I talked to the town guard guy, and we don't really make a connection out of it, but it's enough to fucking get whatever. Or, you know what I mean, like, I empathize with this dude, and we kind of hit it off to whatever extent, and he also gives me, like, a piece of just, like, choice information that, that we, yeah. you know, okay, we've that makes been sense. looking for, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, th th that absolutely makes sense, like, like make that tiering kind of explicit. Um I think that's great, and I think that that's, like, a good thing to do, but I don't necessarily know if I want to write, like, that kind of... Because that is technically a, a break from the core system. I yeah, don't know that's, if, that's like... very true. Um, I don't know if I want to write that, that whole thing, because I think that's very good advice in the first place, but I don't know if I want to write that whole thing into kind of a document that kind of assumes core rules otherwise. Um, so if that's not an option, do you think do you think the five is... is, uh, is 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 appropriate yeah i guess so i also think to to a certain extent that a lot of this stuff um like the dcs are pretty malleable on this stuff in general like even kind of rules as written yeah um, no I, it, it's it's pretty malleable just because circumstance bonuses are a thing you know what i mean and so for instance i think it, it maybe maybe a better way to word this plus five idea is that um you know, you, you like most situations are more difficult or whatever by about plus five. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, that, that that absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 weird because this this rule system is one where like there are a bunch of rules that are written that uh, on the the whole go largely ignored because it's like, you know. Like, rules is written, you roll a diplomacy check high enough to beat, like, I guess, like, the sense motive for their basic wisdom, and they're your friend, right? Like, and it, it's, and that's, like, not the way that, like, real people act, and also not the way that anybody plays it, because that would be, like, really boring and overpowered. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, th I think that, that expression is, is a good way to put it, um... Basically, basically, what I wanted was a note to to say that basically, like this should up the like up the success rate on your social encounters. Make sure to take that into account. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's I think that's good a good rewrite. Um, awesome. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, I, I I also think. Um, see, I also kind of feel like the diplomacy rules in general. Like, how do you feel about just like the baseline diplomacy rules? 
Um, they're not great, which is kind of why we, we did this thing in the first place. Right, right. Because um, I, I kind of feel as though, uh, like, the baseline diplomacy rules might be so bad that there does need to be more of a... I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I could see myself doing a full system rewrite on this, but, like, my objective for this project was a quick plug-and-play set of rules that you could throw onto any game without having to, like, think about it too hard. I, I yeah, do... I think, like, I think the brain power that needs to go into full-level rewrites uh, is not amazing. Uh, not even from, from, like, your perspective or, like, my perspective, right? Um, but from the perspective of... Uh, like at the end of the day, um, my ability to keep that at the forefront for players, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, cause you get into a situation where you constantly have to re-explain the rules to people. Um, yeah. So. I, I also think the system just wasn't built super hard for it. Um, like I like this, like I'm not gonna, like I, I, I like the system obviously, but, um, kind of social interaction is three skills and that's it. Um, but it ends up being such a big part of the game. Otherwise, I, mm -hmm. I just don't, I, I think that like, I, I think that this is a thing that you tackle in an addition change rather than trying to p fix ex, ex post facto with, um, additional rule sets. Uh, yeah. Um, that are, or you, you kind of like live with, you know, what the shortcomings are. And if you really want to dig into a, a system that's better for you, you, you switch systems. Um, you know, I, I think, I think what exists works well enough to kind of get it across. It just, it just is, isn't as robust as, as, as I would, I would like. Cause, cause a lot of it's played in fudging and in the margins. And I think that that's okay for, for a lot of social stuff anyway. Because um, I, I think, like, like we discussed in the last the last time we, we, we talked about this, is that the, the gold standard is a conversation between two characters with both the, you know, with, with both parties, uh, with, with both players uh, or, and the GM behind it, understanding that, like, you, you want to play to what's, what makes a, you know, like a good character interaction rather than, like, what what's the best for the, you know, the best outcome for the player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and these are just kind of ways to to kind of like sideways approach that with some like mechanical insurance, um, and I I think the people that are not great at that tend to tend towards uh, dungeon heavy mechanical heavy games anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there is there any opportunity do you think for these tags to be activated outside of social situations? Um. So I was thinking about that. And I think that there's some cool opportunity... Like, like, I think that you could write a system around that. In fact, part part of the inspiration for the system was... Um, I think, like, there, there's a couple of fate systems that I've read that have similar things. Um, that let you kind of, like, add bonus dice for uh, uh, good... For, for, you know, like, like approaching your tag right. Um... But I don't think that they fit into D and D well in a way that wouldn't fuck with the system too much. Basically, mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I like maybe if I sat down and thought about it, I could figure out a way. But I I would 
for this, I would restrict it to, uh, uh, to, um, to social stuff. Although I think that in like, I think this would actually work like, like using tags as a general mechanic would work great in like 5e because you can just say like throw advantage on it and like, you know, throw your hands up and walk away and not care. Um, because advantage is, is kind of like freely given out, doesn't stack with itself. So you don't have to worry about weird interactions. Um, and I think would be like, like, that's like the kind of thing that like, I think they want players to try and pull for anyway. So making it a little bit more explicit would probably be good. Um, uh, but I just don't think there's a good analog for that in, in Pathfinder. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, I, cause, and I, and I also think that at the end of the day, like, you don't want to, so do, do, do you feel as though this replaces any other systems? Like, does this replace traits or anything like that, for instance? No, I think this, this is layered on top. Okay, um, good. Um, uh, because I also think that, like, with something like traits, um, and, uh, and other stuff like that, you know, like we, it, it, it does make sense to keep the, the focus of a system like this really narrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm actually even kind of like hesitant about using feats to buy more tags. Um, just because I feel like, I feel like part of this too is that like the game is built the way it is, um, uh, without accounting for this. And so pulling resources from other parts of the game to make this work um, inherently kind of like takes away from them in a way that the game balance might not uh, hold well, right? Like if you spend a feat on a tag, you're not spending that on power attack and does that like put your character far behind in combat because feats are really kind of combat centric with some feet with some other options but for the most part i feel like feats get used for for combat bolstering right um uh and so um like i think having the option there is is, is okay but i don't want to like the best the worst thing that this thing does is maybe pull a skill point or two away from uh uh away from like you know quote-unquote useful skills towards towards more kind of background skills if you don't use background skills but i think that's an okay cause because skill points are relatively cheap. Um, to what extent do you think that it's it's uh, like for instance when I rewrote the social systems for for Hell's Rebels, I gave everybody an extra skill point um, um, yes. to make up for that. So I recommend that this gets run with background skills, but I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't use that. Um. Because I, I think that background skills kind of gives you that flexibility and gives you good skills to kind of like use with your uses as subs for your tags. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world if, if, uh, like the worst, the character that affects the worst is like, I mean, like fighters get like two plus in, right? Um, mm -hmm. and they usually don't have very high in. So maybe like you're, like, you know, in the worst case, you're taking away half their skill points to, to go for a, a taggable thing. But also at that point, I think it's also a legitimate character decision to kind of engage less with the tag system and kind of maybe very rarely engage in those social situations. Um, only when it's like really advantageous and they have a good use for one of their like quote unquote real skills. Um, if, if that's, if you're going to deny, if you're not going to do background skills, I think that's kind of the cost you have to understand that you're going to bear is that maybe your less skillful characters don't, um, 
don't take advantage of the tax system as much, which I think is a, a fine decision if you're okay with that, but that's something you just should be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last note in here is I think you could make this work in 5e. Uh, tag gives you advantage, um, and uh, I, it gives you a proficiency bonus if you don't have it or doubles it if you do have it. Um, I think that this would this, this, this works great and it's kind of simple because... Um, 5e's solution to this problem was not a good, great, great solution. It was basically make the numbers flatter so it didn't matter as much um, if you did it untrained. But like, like I said, in, in my own game, I know that like, like I have had the character several times be like, go talk to because I'm, I'm the face in that game too. Is, is you know, go talk to him face. I'm not good at persuading, um, and so something like this I think could. Uh, uh, and so like doing it this way, where like you use a tag to like basically get back that bonus. Um, it won't give you as clear of an advantage as it does in Pathfinder because uh, you probably don't have the right um, like like core stat for it to stack with. And I don't think skill substitution works as well because it's just less skills and they're much narrower. Or I mean much... And the skills in, 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 uh, in 5e are, are different. And I don't think the skill substitution mechanic works as well. But I think that like, you know, my character is a personally charisma makes the character so he's got like a plus three bonus the bonus only ever can get to plus five so you're limited there and your uh your your proficiency bonus i think i, I think giving advantage advantages about a three point bonus and i think that combined with uh with the proficiency bonus i, I think will, will make it work um for all you 5e players out there that are looking for a good time yeah uh, yeah definitely um but uh, yeah, I think I think that's about all I've got to say for this. Any, do you have any final thoughts on this? I don't. Uh, I th I feel like we've uh, I feel like we've really covered it. Um, has there, has there been anything specifically about today that you feel like you're going to implement uh, after our discussion? Um, I think we're gonna do some of these rewrites that that we talked about, like the racer class thing. Okay. Um, maybe add in like kind of the goodly like I feel like. Priest is a bad example. The more I think about it, I think what you mm -hmm. want that to be is you want it to be like, like priest of Abadar, and then you picture GM that priest of Abadar is able to use that tag for a priest of Iomade because they share so much, right? Um, and maybe right ex explicate on that a little bit. That way, it's it's clear. Um, and then I'm also kind of I'm gonna do that DC five rewrite um, thing just to make it a little bit more clear. Um, do you think I missed anything big from our discussion there? No, I don't think so. I feel like we've uh, I feel like we've covered it. Awesome. All right. Well, then, in that case, how was your week? <sighs> uh, uh, what did I do this week? I don't know. What did we do this? Week? Well, so okay, so we played a game of uh, we played Hell's Rebels for like the first time in like a really long time. Um, we entered into the dungeon and did a couple of the puzzles. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? Do, do what? 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 What did you think about these puzzles? That that. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed them for what they for what they were. Um, it's just one of those things where like it, like dungeon puzzles are always kind of a thing that kind of um rubs like player like like kind of blurs the player character lines, which which always feels a little weird. I don't I don't think it's bad. Um. It's all just kind of like, I don't know. I, I thought it was neat. I didn't think anything was, was bad or good except for that, that banshee whale. Um, 
Oh, yeah, that was... See, because that... Okay, so there are 34 rooms in the dungeon or whatever. And so at a certain point, I kind of just was like, I need something for this room. And I was just like, all right, well, a Banshee's a, th a CR-13 monster. They can fucking handle it. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, and we... And then I, like, left it, and actually... then I just left it. Um, so that was, that was mostly my fault for, yeah. for not... Uh, Fully reading, reading the ability. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> for, for those who didn't watch it, um, basically we go into a room. There's a banshee, and buddy says, "Okay, the banshee screams. Everybody save." Only I think I'm the only one that saved. I think I think one person saved. Everybody else failed, and so the banshee whale did like a bunch of con damage. No, 135 HP damage, which right, is right, a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, which would have killed everybody essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> It's like, and then and I read it out because I, I was literally reading right there from like I, I was reading the the ability right, uh, and I read it out. And I was like, wait, that can't be right. Like, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we eventually figured out that that was indeed not right. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, that was that, that it, it was fun though when we got there because like I, I feel like you you unintentionally kind of like upped the stakes on the fight. Um, because that happened that way, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like, oh shit, if we don't deal with this, we're fucked. Um, and so that, that was, that was fun from that perspective. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I've got much else to say about that. Um, yep, yeah, fair enough. We're going to be playing more, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then book four, book three, and like, we maybe have two or three more sessions. It kind of depends on, uh on how quickly you guys clear the dungeon or whatever and then there's kind of like an epilogue that is the setting the stage for the next bit and then uh uh so 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 that that's that says ripples i guess uh yeah uh have you have you been playing any 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 video games or other? yeah so i have been playing um uh the i've been playing a game called um they are billions uh which is have you heard about this uh, you've told me a little bit about it, but why don't you tell the folks at home what it's about? Because okay, am... so so they are billions is kind of um, like an RTS, but it's like a PVE RTS. Essentially, it's kind of like a cross between something like Left for Dead or like Payday or something like that with like Starcraft, um, where uh, you know you start on the map and you have a command center and some resources and stuff like that, um, and you need to start expanding. Um, but there are zombies. Uh, that are that are on the map, right? And then the zombies, uh, the the zombies just ambiently attack sometimes. Like they just kind of like walk over to the base and like uh, attack or whatever. But then sometimes there are like big big waves. And there's you know a tech tree and units and stuff like that. Um, so so that's most of what it is. It is it, it's very much like a big cr a cross between um, you know horde style PVE gameplay with a like with RTS systems. Um, and it's fun, and it's good, and it's also hard. Uh, it's a lot harder than I expected it to be. I kind of expected it to be a breeze, especially for somebody like me, because I think of myself as a good strategy player, like the kind of player that I am uh, is uh, strategically, like, like, I, like I'm a very strategically minded player, I guess is what I would call that. Okay, no, that makes um, sense. And, uh, and so I felt like, oh, I've played Europa Universalis and, you know what I mean, like Stellaris and Hearts of Iron, right? Like, I've played all of these games. Uh, clearly, I should be able to play, you know, 
they are billions on the default setting, which by well the default setting is is challenging setting, but um, that you that I that I should be able to play that with uh, uh, without too much trouble. Uh, that is not the case, mostly because it kind of has a learning curve akin to uh, to Factorio, which is that. Um, the game really demands efficiency from you, and if you don't know the systems, right? Um, part, like part, like part of the fun of the game is figuring out uh, the systems. Um, so you know what I mean. Like you, you are building your strategies and figuring out the best way to play um, as you go, and that's cool, and I like that a lot. Uh, but it also means that you lose a lot because. You know, you realize, oh, this is a really important building that I didn't realize I had to build, right? Or, like, you don't tech up fast enough, or you don't realize, you know, I don't know. You, you, you just, you're not, you're not paying attention, I guess, if that makes sense, to um, the most efficient way to play. And then a big horde of zombies shows up and just, like, beats the shit out of you. Uh, so I've lost three games. Uh, the most, the farthest I've gotten is halfway through, um the my most recent playthrough i was pretty good on all of the waves except for there's a wave that spawns at the halfway point um and that one just like wrecked my shit um so you know i don't know it's fun it's good yeah, it's really good like it, it is it is something that i that i highly recommend i would say even though it's still in early access uh though i will though they have said that for, from like an early access perspective um they have said that it is the the campaign mode is what they're making. Uh, the survival mode is 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 finished. Um. Well, I'll just read the quote. This is what they say. The game has two game modes, survival and campaign. As the survival mode is already fully playable, we think it is a great idea to let players play it and take their feedback to improve the game while we work in campaign mode. All the feedback and improvements will be applied to campaign two, right? So they basically filled out one side of things, um, which is just like the general survival mode, um, and uh, are now... Um, working on the other side of things which is the campaign mode okay awesome uh yeah that's that's neat playing anything else uh i'm playing a little bit of wow uh the the new by the way the new leveling uh expansion is coming or not, not expansion but um uh patch is is actually probably coming out this week like the one that that, that backfills um all of the old, uh, uh, all of the old um, zones with progressive leveling, kind of like Legion. Um, yeah, that's coming out this week, which everybody is really surprised about. Uh, we like most people thought that it was going to take longer. Um, there also seems to be a um, like it, like it might end up being. Uh, that they're going to announce the game for pre-sale. And then if you pre-purchase the game a little bit, like in when you pre-purchased Legion, you got access to Demon Hunters. Um, when you pre-purchase uh, Battle for Azeroth, you'll get access to the allied races, right? Like okay, the Nightborn yeah, yeah. and, the, and the Draenei or whatever. And that might be active way sooner than people thought. So in keeping with, you know, I, I have to give credit where credit is due to, uh, to WoW for the duration of Legion because... It has been it patched incredibly quickly. Like I don't know what I don't know what happened. The, the the biggest thing you can kind of point to is that they changed from 
um, Ghostcrawler as the game director to uh, Ian Hosekosta to watch her as the game director. But fucking man, like these guys, they are pumping out patches like like there's no tomorrow. Um, and so I don't know, it's insane. Uh, so are are you are you playing a ton of like? Is there more stuff to do? Are you playing a ton of, of WoW? Yeah, I've been playing a ton of WoW. Just um, th This happens very commonly with me with WoW is where I kind of set myself a weird goal and then, like, be, be get get into the game insofar as I want to um, uh, accomplish that goal. Like, so, for instance, during the Wrath era, um, I, I, I set myself a goal to get enough gold. Um, or, no, I set myself a goal to get 100 mounts. Um to, because back then, getting 100 mounts, you got, you know, I don't, remember, I don't even remember what it was. It was a very cool mount or something like that. I think it was the Dragon Hawk mount that you couldn't get otherwise. Um, and once I, once I accomplished that, I basically just left the game. I was just like, yep, I did it. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years later, it was get 125,000 gold so that I could afford the yak. Um, uh and at this point, uh, the thing that I the thing that I've been doing is uh, you know like the Mage Tower, they're like these challenges or whatever. Um, there's a whole bunch of the Mage Tower appearances go away with Battle for Azeroth, so there are a number of Mage Tower appearances that I'm looking to acquire. Wait, wait, um, what is this? Uh, so the Mage Tower is one of the things in 7.2, the Broken Shore um, uh, patch. And, uh, you know, you, like, uh, uh, contribute resources or whatever, and every once in a while the Mage Tower pops up, and um, and you get a quest to complete a challenge, that challenge being kind of, like, a mechanically intensive, right, like, like it is legitimately challenging, it's not something that you just, like, instantly out-gear, though gear definitely does help, um, but the, and it gives you a unique artifact appearance, um, so, for instance, the rapiers for outlaw rogues uh, are only available through the mage tower, right? Okay. Um, and uh, and so there's a bunch of appearances that I do want to get uh, from the uh, mage tower on like various different characters. So I will be over the next couple of months, right? Like I'm, I've been gearing up alts to prepare them to uh, to do mage tower stuff. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. So what have you what, what 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 have you been playing? Um, I haven't been playing a ton of video games just because I I am um, starting new drops. So I haven't had a ton of time, but um, I have downloaded Path of Exile on the recommendation of one of my new coworkers. So I'm gonna put some time into that. But what I have been doing is I have been reading through the Seventh C Core Rulebook. Oof. Um. Which has been enlightening and delightful. Um, I really like that system, um, especially now that I know a little bit more of kind of like the nuts and bolts. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of these things where um, I find it interesting because this system and Exalted, a couple others I've read, seem so highly dependent on their setting, right? Like Pathfinder is very good about you could drop this into like generic fantasy world 372 or one of your right. own devising or whatever, and it would work. And it wouldn't feel too off. Um, 7th C feels like it really needs to be set in Thea, which is this kind of like pastiche world. They literally, I think, just released a new world book, um, which uh, maybe we were previewing that at Gen Con, and I just didn't realize it because um, we were, you know, we, we played in the in the in you know pastiche Caribbean, uh, uh, and they like I said, they just they just dropped that book. Um, 
I'm pretty sure we were actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I have only I I have I've so I started reading it and I was like this is great so I bought a couple of like the other books and I haven't read them yet but I'm, I'm still getting to the core rule book but like you know read all about pastiche Spain, Ireland, Scotland, England, France, Germany, Scandinavia, Italy, and uh, Samar uh, Russia and the, the Samaritan Commonwealth is kind of like Czechoslovakia slash Poland. It's a very weird. Uh, it's it, it, it's so neat because it's like there's a lot of things that are like, oh, I see where that came from, but it's different. Mm. Um, uh, and you know, obviously, there's also the fantastical elements, right? Like there are monsters and eyes in um, the 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 Vodachi, which are the Italian equivalents. Um, they're like women are like only their women can use magic, and they're like fate witches. Um, the French like literally cut holes in space to do like portal shenanigans. Um, it's kind of like the, the, the feeling of it too, right? Like, like, like with the, with the port, porte is, is, is their portal magic. Um, the, the flavor is that you were literally like tearing a hole in kind of like the fabric of the universe and the universe hates it. And it like, is accompanied by like a blood curdling scream and like there's some blood. And if you're a hero, the way you get, a, the, the way you, you kind of absolve yourself of this is you cut yourself. Um, so like you, you bleed so that the universe doesn't or whatever and use that to wow. open the open the the portal mm -hmm. but uh villains don't give a shit so they just cut open portals and like do whatever the fuck they want and i just feel like that's like like so much of this is like is like so much in this kind of like you know uh heroes are 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 are, are bold and daring kind of thing um uh, like th there was another aspect of this too with uh uh we're like so like there's secret societies right and uh you know, they're, they're, they're all very, like, there's one that's, like, like you know, monster hunters. There's ones that uh, uh, are uh, an explorer society. And the very last one is called, uh, like, the Novus Ordem or Novo Ordem. means, like, New World or something. Um, and it's, like, this one's last for a reason. No hero is ever a member of the Novo Ordem. It's, like, the Shadow Council that tries to, like, influence the world from behind the shadows. And it's all, like, super evil people. Mm -hmm. Um and it just, it just, like, feels so good, right? Like, all, all of these kind of, like, little details, I'm putting them together. Um, not all of it's super consistent, uh, which kind of bothers me a little bit, right? Like, like you get the, at least I got the distinct impression that, like, the, the Russian equivalents were, like, big, burly dudes. Um, but then, like, they're, they're in, they're, they're uh, kind of, like, page description says they tend to be shorter than your average thing. And you're like, that doesn't feel right. Um, but you know, so long as you don't like read it too closely, I think I think it all works together. Um, I know I really like the pastiche element, right? Like there's there's a Vatican church, which is which move like and there's like a Castilian Inquisition, and like the Vatican church is the church of the three prophets, um, and then the Assyrians only believe the words of the first prophet, and it's like oh, I see what you did there. I, I just love it. Um, um, I think the the resolution mechanic is cool in its kind of simplicity i think it lends mm -hmm. itself well to like telling store telling stories in a way that like um isn't like i like the mechanics in pathfinder i like the kind of like the the way that you can kind of like um dig into the mechanics to make yourself cool but i also like when it's a little bit separated out um and so you know uh that's uh <sighs> yeah i don't know i really like it um 
It's, okay. it's been a lot of fun yep. reading it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I'm super on board. I, I've really enjoyed the system when we played it, um, and I uh, I don't know. I, like, how well do you think that that will translate to an online space? Um... Like is it, like because it sounds like it, it'd be something that would be a little bit harder to run in Roll Twenty comparatively. Um. Yeah, I don't know, especially because like you know when I ran um, Dust City Outlaws, um, kind of doing the things that the tokens didn't feel, like. I think a big part of of like this game is like I'm, I'm holding the Seventh C tokens that I bought at Gen Con because I just adore I adore these things so much. Um, just because I, I feel like they they feel so good in the hand or whatever, and I feel like a big part of this game is just like throwing a token and being like, you know, like I do my, you know, I do my heroic shit and like it clanks and it's like, you know, stories on boys. Um, and so, you know, like, I, I feel like, I feel like maybe that could work in like something like tabletop simulator. Um, just because tabletop simulator is like super freeform yeah. and, and like you, you could get that, but I don't, I don't think it would work as well in roll 20 itself. Fair enough. Um, I especially think it wouldn't work as well. Cause like, I feel like more than most games, this game requires a lot of theater of the mind that I think trying to represent with tokens would ruin uh, more, if that makes sense. Right? Like, I think having a picture that represents your player might work, like kind of like we did with, with, uh, with um, uh, what's it called, with, with, with Destiny Outlaws. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, I don't know, like, I... I one of my least favorite things about um, about Roll20 is if I can't find the perfect picture, like, I feel like I'm not properly representing who I am, and I can't draw, so I can't just, like, make it work for myself. Um, and so, like, I, 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 I think this game benefits from Theater of the Line. But I, I don't think it's not worth trying, if that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Uh, did Destiny Alice actually release? Did we, are we able to buy it, do you think? Um, I don't know if the hard copies released... I'll I'll check the because I, I think I have the full version of the rules. Let me let me uh, let me see because I, I did uh, what's it called um, back it on Kickstarter. Uh, and it still says pre-order now. I see. Okay. Uh, so the the last update from them, which was in which was in November, says that estimated delivery is late January, early February. Um. So, uh, like, I've got one coming to me, so I'll let you you all know when when that happens. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and it, the, the the updates look cool. I'm excited. Um, I also like I, th- that game in particular. I think would be a much better one played in person. Um, but yeah. Um. Anything else I've been doing? Um. Yeah, man. Uh, Are there any? I, I'm trying to think. Like, what? Uh, uh, what about like 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 have you watched any like movies or anything recently? It sucks, man. January is such a dead time. There's yeah. like nothing going on. It feels like. Yeah, I've mostly been focusing on uh, cryptocurrency for all you Uh-oh. nerds out there. Yeah. Crypto. I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna be a Bitcoin billionaire. Just. Just you watch. Um. But really, I've been. Uh. Uh. Oh, I watched a couple episodes of The Orville. That, 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 that's oh. relevant. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Have you been watching Star Trek Discovery? I have not. Okay. Um, I Neither have... have I, but I just find this cross this kind of cross section um, incredibly enlightening. Yeah. Um, so, I've been watching TNG. Um, I have not seen it before. I finished DS9. Not a huge Star Trek. I have a char- my, my roommate Charles, friend of the cast, has been getting me into it. 
Um, and then uh, Orville doesn't require money to see, unlike Discovery. Um, and so that's much easier to kind of just like do and watch. And I haven't seen a ton of TNG, but Orville feels like a worse TNG. Like and not only in like kind of like the you know Seth MacFarlane has like contractually is contractually obligated to make like fifteen jokes um, every episode, but like um, uh, also like the the very Star Trek moments feel like they were written like like written by a, a slightly worse but nonetheless worse team that wrote like the original Star Trek. Mm. Um, but I think it's finding its footing, right? The last episode I, I watched had some legitimately funny moments. Um, there are less kind of like awkward bad jokes. Um, and I think that kind of like it took Parks and Rec like a season to find its footing. I feel like the next season of the Orville will be pretty good. At least I, I hope because I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, even though I don't think it's great. Um, I think that it could be something special. Um, <coughs> excuse me this is kind of like extremely technical but uh uh like some of the decisions they've made in the in the kind of canon have some really interesting stuff like impacts on the plot like um there's no explicit prime directive there is we we if we find we find out that there is in fact um uh a uh what's what's, what's it called a a, a directive against interfering with other other cultures, but it's not as 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 big. Um, and the big thing is is that there's no like there's no point to point transporter technology, which is kind of like a hallmark of Trek. But like that lets you tell some like whereas in Star Trek you have to come up with the reason why the teleporter doesn't work. Um, not just not having it kind of circumvents that problem, uh, which I think is 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 a cool detail that that has like things that like, impacts that you wouldn't necessarily think about otherwise. Yeah. Um, for the more serious elements of, of the show, at least. Um, but, yeah. But, uh, do you, do you watch any Star Trek at all? See, I that, that's the thing is I, I haven't really watched any Star Trek. Um, I was always a Star Wars kid growing up, and, uh, and I wasn't interested in Star Trek, really, so I just, like, never... Have, have like hit the button I've actually tried to start watching it a few times um, like I've seen a couple of episodes like the first two or three episodes of the original series probably twice at this point um, but honestly it's so dated that it is very hard for me to yeah. to no, a certain they, extent like, pe people people have things about the original series and people also say that you should skip the first two seasons of um, the next generation um I don't know, man. But, but I'm very... So, one of the reasons I'm interested in this kind of dynamic between uh, Star Trek Discovery and the Orville um, is because it does seem as though one of them... It, it's, it's funny. Uh, so, I really, I'm referencing this Plinkett review. Or the, the, Red, the, Red, the Red Letter Media mid-season yeah, update. They, yeah, they did a mid-season update where they didn't even really talk about Star Trek Discovery all that much, to be honest with you. Like, they mostly talked about the Orville, it felt like. Um, but one of the things that they were talking about was how, um, like... You know, uh, how watching the Orville is kind of like looking at a picture of your favorite food. Like, and yeah, how Mike had to stop watching it because he was like, oh my God, I just want to eat it so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't because it's a picture or whatever. And how it's essentially Seth MacFarlane just like fanficking himself into, into, yeah, uh, no, the that's next generation. pretty accurate. Yeah. 
And, and, and to be honest with you, I think that's what attracts me so much to it and why I've been on board with the Orville, even though I don't have any kind of cultural basis for, for Star Trek. I can just, you, it drips off of every frame that how passionate this guy is. Um, are, are you caught up? I'm, I've seen every episode but the last one. Okay. I, I uh, just saw the one where, um, uh, spoilers for... Uh, for the Orville, where where Kelly kind of becomes a, a a god. Wait, which one? Or maybe that's the last, I I don't know what uh, it's it's the one where they um they find like the planet that that's by Phasic. Is that the last episode? That I just spoiled. That might be you. the last episode. I'm then. sorry. I'm, I'm no really worries. Sorry. I mean, that's you know whatever. I, I I'll get to it eventually. I'm sure. Um. Uh, and then Star Trek Discovery obviously is kind of on the whole other end of the spectrum. It seems like I haven't watched it, um, but people have been talking about Star Trek. Star Trek Discovery sounds a lot more like Battlestar Galactica um, in terms of like what it's trying to be, you know, like ver with very long form serialized storytelling. Um, which, by the way, Battlestar Galactica is one of the best television shows of the last twenty years. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to shit on that or anything, um, but it's a very different. You know, this yeah. is not typical Star Trek. Because typical Star Trek is more episodic, um, you know, uh, and and doesn't deal with these kind of super heavy space Star Wars, war, you know, politics stuff. Though I guess in some of the later, my understanding is that like Deep Space Nine has some of this comparatively. Yeah, um, it does, but it's also like still very Star Trek about it. Um, it's like I haven't seen discovery so you know take it with a grain of salt but from what i've seen from the previews it's not like it, it's less idealistic than 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 like say tng but it's also not like it, it's not like discovery it's it's still kind of like that that like brooding kind of philosophical take on it just in a way that is less cheery than than tng is um yeah uh but yeah, apparently that is the last episode of, uh, of, uh, of, of Diorville. So sorry for spoiling it for you. It's uh, fine. Whatever. Um, and it's not really much. That, that's like kind of like the, the, an early point. So it's not, it's not a big spoiler. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if that's the last episode, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for season two. I'm glad it's getting a second season. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that the Orville is, is getting a second season as well. Um, mostly because I think it deserves a second season to fill itself out um, yeah. a bit. Um, I think it definitely has a really strong basis. I also am a huge fan of Scott Grimes, who is the the redhead pilot guy. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. I think he's super funny. I actually like the I I think I I am better like I like the humor better than most people do. Um, there, there... I think for most people, it kind of has like a like an immersion breaking sort of thing to it. Um, um, some of it's not the immersion breaking. It's just that like some of the jokes are just kind of like, they feel tacked on like, you know, like must insert joke here. Um, it, 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 it's not that they necessarily take me out of the universe. It's just, they're not great jokes. Um, some of them, some of them are great. Yeah. Right? Like there was, there was one, I can't remember what it was, but, but Charles and I just like laughed out loud. Um, yeah, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Seth MacFarlane, to be honest with yeah. you. Like, I, I I like the the Ted movies are both pretty good. You know, I don't, I don't think he's amazing or anything like that. Um, in fact, I think that his best thing is American Dad, which he had, you know what I mean? American Dad was, a, was you know, uh, when Family Guy was incredibly popular, right? 
they they did American Dad, and then they would eventually do the Cleveland Show or whatever. Um, and he would have kind of like uh, he was he was like co showrunner with a couple of other people. But American Dad it had just enough of like his touch, but it was also a show that was very much run by other kind of smarter writers, if that makes sense. Um, and and I think it, it it becomes something like truly transcendent. Uh, and so when it comes to this series, I think there's a little bit too much of him in there. Like, I, I, I feel like if I were Seth MacFarlane, if you're listening to this dude, back off a little bit, let, let, let some other dudes take the raid. You know what I mean? Um, because, uh, cause I think that's where he shines. I think that's where like, he shines the most. Um, are you, are you Seth MacFarlane? Do you like other, his other stuff? Like, do, do, do you watch Family Guy in college like everybody else? I have no strong opinions. I kind of like passively watch whatever, like whenever it was on television. It's not like I'd be like ew, but I just yeah. I, I didn't care enough to seek it out. Uh, yeah, I think there's a couple of seasons that are really great of Family Guy. Like there's this one season I can't remember what it is, but there's this one fucking episode where they're like Peter just becomes a pirate with his like station wagon, and then he's fighting like other pirates. I think the whole thing is a Monty Python reference or something like that. But it's just really funny, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then uh, and then I think they kind of ran out of ideas to a certain extent. I'm not a big believer in like The Simpsons is not funny before it is not funny anymore. But I am a believer that like you know there there was probably a four season sweet spot, maybe season six to season ten. I don't know, whatever. Who cares? Um, for Family Guy, and the rest of it is is pretty 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 bad. Garbo. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've got any deeper thoughts. What about you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've actually, I have been rewatching Parks and Recreation since, since you brought it up. Uh, just cause I wanted to put on something. I just want to like put on something like fluffy while I was like grinding and wow. And then, uh, and then I started watching, and then I started watching Parks and Rec. Um, uh, and it, 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 it really hit me, um, how far people went off of like that show, you know, like obviously like in season sorry is like incredibly popular, you know, and he has his own show on, on Netflix now. Right. Um, Chris and Pratt. yeah, Chris Pratt, obviously like, man, it's so weird. It is so weird watching Chris Pratt in parks and rec when you know that he's like one of the biggest movie stars in Hollywood yeah, yeah, yeah. now. Um, you know, Aubrey Plaza is in Legion, which is, you know, uh, supposedly very good. I haven't watched it. Everybody says it's fucking great and shit like that. Um, you know. Yeah, I, and so, I am, um, it, it is, it is, it is funny watching Parks and Rec after having not watched Parks and Rec for a long time. It's also funny how, how good it is. Uh, just like, in a way, I, I think I didn't realize how, how, like, truly great from, like, a, like a story structure standpoint it is like parks and rec has this kind of absurdistness to it that has the effect of keeping the stakes in the show very high um you know like there's the whole season with with the election right and then she gets recalled or whatever and it doesn't make any sense because like all the other like council women or like council people on like the city council are all like awful except for the, yeah. the one guy you know what i mean and how you know like how they look at somebody like Leslie Nope and recall her is obviously like exaggerated to be played for laughs, but it has this effect of really keeping you kind of invested in like the episode to episode plot, um, which is really like I, I didn't expect that uh, when I went back to see it. I kind of I kind of uh, I thought that, I thought it would be worse than it was. 
Man, I just realized that we had an amazing thing to talk about, but now we're super out of time. What uh, was that? Uh, uh, full disclosure, last night, Mango and I kind of mapped out the movies that are going to oh, be released yeah. this year, um, and uh, and it probably would have been a good idea to talk about some of those to and and ask beg beg for feedback. What movies do you want us to cover? Um, uh, well, there's always next week. There's always next week because fuck you, it's January, and we're not having any movie episodes this whole month, probably. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to email us and tell us what movies you think we should cover in the coming year, you can email us at some play games at uh, at gmail dot com or uh, podcast at some play games dot com. You can uh, follow us on twitch.tv slash some play games. You can. Uh, what else can you do? You can like us on SoundCloud, like us on iTunes, give us ratings, give us comments. We love it all. Um, follow us on Twitter. Everything will be in the description, uh, in the show notes. Um, I think that's everything I had, buddy. Do you have anything else? Uh, I have nothing else, to be honest. Uh, in that uh, case, uh, until next time, dear listeners. Farewell, loyal listeners.